Hello, adventurers. You have found Homebrew Heels, a Nat One Life podcast. I am one of your hosts, hostesses, Amanda. <laughs> My sister Sarah and I will be talking you through some of the Nat Ones we've rolled in the medical health areas of our life. We are not medical professionals by any means, although I personally have watched quite a bit of Grey's Anatomy. We will be sharing our experiences, how we're advocating for our health, what the experience is like in all its details, good and the gross, the cost of the adventure, and most importantly, how we are working to stay happy and motivated through it all. Oh, let's talk about stress, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things stress can bring. Let's talk about stress. Let's talk about stress. <laughs> you just keep going. <laughs> hey, I just made that up on the fly, too. I know so. you did. <laughs> so, talking about stress, I found a diamond is a piece of coal that did very well under stress. Hmm. That is one of the quotes I used to use for my team. Yeah. Yeah, because they were the diamonds, and we always talked about how diamonds are only made under pressure, yep. extreme pressure, and they're the ones that don't crack. Um, yeah, I love that one. So, and I think that's a great way to illustrate how important stress is in a positive way as well. Um, so why don't we start by defining stress? Because we always, in my mind, stress always has a negative connotation. Agreed. Like, I'm stressed out. I'm so stressed. God, the stress at work is killing me. You know, it's always or negative. You, you even hear, like, in the medical field, oh, there's, like, I think it like, stress fracture. Or... Yeah, you're stressing your heart. Mm-hmm. You're stressing your joints. You're stressing. So, I find it to be a negative connotation as well, but it's not always. Right. So stress is actually how the body and our brain respond to any demand brought on to us, like any demand whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're faced with a lot of demands during the day. Like even right now, I'm having a conversation with Sarah, but I have so much in my physical environment going on around me that those are demands for my attention or mm-hmm. visual needs or whatever there's different sounds happening. You know, there's a light flashing in the corner. It's cold. There's air conditioning going on. All of those things are actually stressors that Mm -hmm. are putting stress onto our body and our mental um, capacity, like our brain function. Um, And so there's a lot of different types of stress. And what I really loved, I found a, um, an article on the National Institute of Mental Health about stress and five things that you should know. Um, But one of the things that I read was about routine stress. Okay. So that's an okay stress. Okay. It's a routine stress. What do you, you know, I got stress from having a family. I have kids, you know, Mm -hmm. you have stress from James. You need, he needs food. He needs things that he can't do for himself that you have to supply for him. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not a negative thing at all times. It's just an additional stressor in your life Um, and maybe even one that brings you joy, but something that causes a physical and or mental reaction in your body. So with that, thinking about like the different stressors and how they can be 
both good or bad, you want to find a balance, right? So I can't let the stress of my son, uh, whether it be good or bad, kind of take over one or the other. So in my mind, it's like, okay, well, if I worry too much about my child, then I'm starting to now develop anxiety. Mm -hmm. And that in itself is not good. But keeping a healthy balance of saying, okay, like, I'm worried about this, yet I know, like, he'll, he can either handle that situation or he can wait. It's not something that needs to happen immediately. And, like, just really keeping myself in check, it relieves that stress and I it pushes back that anxiety. Yes. So you like to talk a lot about um, mindset and we both do, but you really kind of brought up that initial topic on this podcast mm-hmm. and um, which is amazing. But one of the things that you mentioned was as humans, we have the great ability to think about how we think and to think about our actions and reflect on them. And I don't know if it's a good thing that too sounds like it could be good or bad. I mean, it, it, if you are have anxiety, anxiety like Sarah and I can definitely cause a vicious loop. But one of the things that in this specific instance, when we're talking about stress is we have the ability as humans to reflect on our behavior, but then also to pay attention to how we deal with things by yeah. through that reflection. So how we're dealing with minor and major stressors can give us indications of whether or not it's time to maybe seek help or time to find an outlet to manage our stress. Um, because there are certain things that like cues symptoms of to yourself that you may be under experiencing an extended amount of time of stress and you're becoming Mm -hmm. overwhelmed by it and you need to reflect on that and kind of check out. But what I loved is that we should be reflecting on not only these major life things like somebody, there's a death in your family or you get married or you get divorced or you buy a house or you lose a job or you get a new job. All of those things are major life events. But like what Mm -hmm. Sarah was saying with, you know, my son is a stressor, good or bad. Those are minor things that over time, can build up and so reflecting on how is this impacting me how am I dealing with it is really important for mental health and being able to seek help if you need it actually that is one of the that that is the first thing that is listed so during my research I found uh, mentalhealth.org.uk and when reading about stress and like how you their list is how can you help yourself very number the very first thing number one recognize when stress is a problem so right there it tells you it's not like trying to say oh when you're stressed like recognize it no no no. they recognize you will be stressed like it is every day there are stressors (laughs) right like it that's just life like all animals and creatures have stress and so But as you're saying, as humans, we have higher intelligence. And so when we recognize it as a problem, that means that the stress has has been so impactful or has been happening for so long over an extended period of time that you're now having other issues, that you're having resulting symptoms from such stress. Exactly. So 
because when that stress becomes overwhelming and prolonged, um, this in my research talked about that as well. That's when those risks, like Sarah just mentioned, for additional mental health problems and medical problems, mm -hmm. which we talked about on our other podcast a little bit. But I want to make sure that people that listen to this one understand that as well, that your mental health can cause heart like can impact heart disease, can cause mm -hmm. um hypertension, you know, like high blood pressure, um, gastrointestinal issues, a weakened immune system, which I thought was just crazy, but it's because mm -hmm. of that constant like adrenaline overload and telling your body like I'm under stress, I'm under stress. So then when something actually happens, your immune system can't respond in the same way because it's like, well, are you actually sick or Mm -hmm. Are we just are we just dealing with the stress thing again? You know, are we just still stressed out? And so, um, and even strokes, like, I don't know. It's just, it was insane, like, the list of stuff that could impact your physical body by not taking care of your mental health stress and just making sure that you're not getting to that overwhelm point. Well, and it can be, like, even... Uh more impactful for some versus others. So, um, for example, uh, they, I, multiple articles and websites were saying how women versus men handle stress differently, and therefore the outcome of the stress is different as well. But unfortunately for women, the stress can affect, like, your fertility mm -hmm. and whatnot. So there's now, like, not only like what everybody can experience with like the the strokes or the heart attacks or high blood pressure, anything like that, everybody can experience. But now even more so for females, you have an additional thing to think about is if you wish to have children, um, it, it can impact that option as well. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. And that's scary. I mean, that's yeah. It is. That's intense. Um, and I mean, right now as humans, we're experiencing unprecedented, boop, boop, unprecedented stress with COVID and mm -hmm. everything going on. And um, the inundation with especially living. So that's at a global level. But then living in the United States, we have a lot of stuff going on politically. We have a lot of stuff going on racially. You know, like mm -hmm. there's a lot going on. And so one of the articles I was reading actually said one of the ways to cope with stress is to take a break from social media, from watching news, yes. from television. Just disconnect and act like it's 1980. Yep. And mm -hmm. you don't have access to all of that information. And it's amazing how much of a break that gives your brain. And it's hard balance because I know that there's people out there that would be like, but we need to be informed and we need to be. Yes, I totally agree. But being informed doesn't necessarily mean reading the news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Like, give your brain a break because we also need to process that information. I was going to say, you actually do need a break. Like, yeah. for those people who try to push their brain against their limits and try to absorb all of the information that they possibly can, it, it's it's very rare for a human brain to actually be able to do that. Um, and 
it's and it's a muscle and so it's not like it's something that you can do instantly either you have to put practice into it but your brain needs rest it it needs sleep it needs nutrients like it needs the break (laughs) yep exactly um so some of the symptoms that you can identify if you think that you're like getting to a point where you are overwhelmed by stress. Some things that you might see um, can be broken up into like four different categories that I found. Um, And I really like how they did this because one of them I didn't even think about. So I thought for sure cognitive issues, right? Like I can't think right. I can't Mm -hmm. concentrate. I'm having memory problems, et cetera. Um, Emotional ones. Yeah. Duh. I cry all the time. I'm moody. I'm irritable, (laughs) whatever. Physical ones. I thought about too. Yeah. That makes sense. Headaches, stomach issues, nausea, diarrhea. You don't want to have sex, fatigue. Mm -hmm. But then this one hit me to the core. Behavioral symptoms. Mm -hmm. Social withdrawal. Nervous habits, like you're grinding your teeth. Increased Mm -hmm. use of caffeine, drugs, alcohol. Neglect of family or work responsibilities. A decline in performance or productivity. I was like, that helps me so much more because it's what you visually would see in another person. Mm -hmm. Versus like, I'm grinding my teeth. That could be so many things going on. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So I found that really eye-opening. But those are some of the things to look for. And if you're experiencing those along with a lot of stress, especially if it's just a lot of little things or several big things or one big thing, whatever it may be, um, those may be indications that you need to talk to somebody or try to do some self-management with some stress management techniques. Yeah, and I, um, so for this list about like, how you can help yourself. So the first one was recognizing it when it's a problem, right? You got to admit it to yourself. But after that, it says, okay, well, you know, so you successfully have determined that there is too much stress. So now you need to review your lifestyle. You need to make sure that you have supportive relationships, that you're eating healthy, that you're only aware of your smoking and drinking. So if you can cut it down, not necessarily like completely cut it out if you obviously don't want to go cold turkey by any means, but like just reduce it a little bit, do a little bit of exercise and um, take some time just like for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I know like for what you just said about how like people can become like more introverted essentially where they go into uh, a place by themselves. They're not as social, what have mm-hmm. you. But it, I think this is more along the lines of try not to do anything that takes a lot of like mental capacity and just do something that is okay for it to be mind numbing. You don't mm-hmm. want to like work your brain. And then of course, get some sleep. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I really loved and you hit on this was just assessing where you're at and why you're doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So Sarah said like just being aware of what you're drinking, right. Maybe cutting it down a little bit. I mean, just being aware and thinking, Mm -hmm. why am I having this drink? (laughs) Is it because I'm self-medicating and my anxiety is getting out of control? Maybe I need to assess that a little deeper or is it just because I enjoy having a fucking drink and I want to have a drink. Cool. Right. You like the drink. Understand. That's totally awesome. 
but it's that assessing why, you know, like, why am I doing the things I'm doing? Um, and sometimes you may reflect and be like, I don't even know why. Like, it's just out of habit or I'm bored. Like, yeah, boredom drives a lot of weird behavior. Um, so exercise is another one. Move your body. Like Sarah and I said, don't go crazy. <laughs> just try to move your body. Move your body yeah. a little bit. Um, I actually found a couple of things online that I know we've talked about in other podcasts, but recently I found one um, like morning stretches that you can do while your teapot uh, hmm. brews. And so go. it's basically um, a Pilates stretching session that you can do with the counter of your kitchen and it takes two minutes. Um, but it opens up your chest and your back and your hips and like a lot of places where you hold uh, you where people hold stress um, mm-hmm. because we have jobs where we sit or we have jobs where you're typing or you're hunched over. And so um, and it's amazing. And it really helps my lower back kind of stretch out in the mornings, but it literally takes two minutes. And so it's one of those things that I can easily work into my morning routine without it feeling super impactful, but having like it, without it feeling super impactful to my time, but having a big impact on how I feel during the day and mm-hmm. my mental health. Yeah, I agree. Do you have anything like that that you do? So for me, I've kind of talked about it a little bit before, but I have been trying to work hard on like the first steps of like being aware. And so I do ask myself those questions quite frequently of why am I doing this? Or I've actually recently been, why am I acting this way? Or why do I feel this way? And I try to break it down. And sometimes I I don't get an answer because there are times where I'm like, I don't have no freaking clue. Like, It was a one-off situation. I don't know why. And then I self-reflect. Do I want to do that again? Yes or no. And, you know, so on and so forth. And so just, like, analyzing actually helps me calm down a little bit and to de-stress because I typically am doing it, like, it causes me to slow down. Mm -hmm. I have a hard time, uh, like, I I tend to, either because I'm stressed out or this causes stress or both, most likely both, let's be honest. Um, But I like to do a lot of things within the day, which means I'm always like a go, go, go type of person. And these moments of like self-reflection force me to slow down. Yeah. And not always necessarily like physically, but mentally. I mentally have to halt all other thoughts so that way I can properly analyze, you know, a situation that happened. So for me, that's like a big thing uh, when it comes to stress and mental health um, that I use not only like to cope or to um, to improve mental health, but it also is just like a realization that I have a lot of stressors in my life. Mm-hmm. And so then it makes me want to do other things that will reduce the amount of stressors or the impact that they have on me. Nice. Like exercise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Maybe. Sure. We'll I want to. I we'll want see. to. <laughs> um, 
Well, and I think so. One other thing that I wanted to talk about was having people in your support system and assessing the people that you have in your support system, because there was a couple of articles that I read that talked about needing to make sure that when you are experiencing a certain amount of stress, that the people that you go to aren't going to be the people that just tell you that's nothing. I've had worse stress than that. Um, you just need to, to buckle up and, you know, buckle down and get to it. You just need to push through in theory, they're trying to be helpful, Mm -hmm. But usually with people that are struggling with this level of stress or mental health, that does the opposite. And so having a friend that, you know, would listen to just listen and say, you know, that that really sucks. Mm -hmm. Um, Or whatever the case may be. Is really important. Or even friends who like do like the secretive trying to help you like they don't bring up the fact that they're doing it because they know that you're stressed they don't bring up the fact that they're uh, doing something and they say specifically hey this is to help you calm down no just like those friends that are there they're listening to you and then they just randomly pass you a bottle of water and they're like here drink some water right like they're doing that for a reason right or yeah, exactly. Or like, um, it, you know, you and I do things for each other where it's like, I, I just, I saw this and thought of you, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and those are the kind of things that, um, or, uh, I'll text you or call you and be like, oh my God, I was just thinking like, I just had the almost overwhelming feeling about you. Are you okay? You know, those mm-hmm. kind of things. Yeah. And it's it's helping you understand that people are there that literally just care about your well-being and whether or not you're happy. Mm-hmm. That's it. You have zero expectations of them except for are you happy? And, you know, is there any way I can be a part of your life today? That's it. You know, yep. so um, I think it's important to assess that because when you have people in your life that are going to tell you that you should be able to just get it together, it can really impact you in a negative way. Um, Even though their intentions are probably pure, it's not their intention that's important. It's how your brain's receiving the information that they're giving you. Right. Which is difficult for both parties. Right. Because they don't know what you're thinking and they ultimately don't know 100 percent what's happening. And so but at the same time, they are unknowingly seeing these things. And so. It, it it's difficult to say, but it kind of like it puts it on you to remove yourself from that situation. Right. Exactly. And that that's hard. I mean, that's really hard, but it is just important to know, like, I'm not probably going to call this person on Mm -hmm. when I am having this kind of problem or day or whatever the case may be, because this person is not going to give me the support I need. And that's okay. And it's okay to have people that give you certain things and people that don't because you know what their strengths are. So, Mm -hmm. uh, but I feel like, especially when we think about our partners and things like that, we really want people that are going to be doing everything for us. And it's really not fair to anybody involved. Like, yeah, you only got yourself, you know, take care of it. (laughs) 
take care of your body. Yeah. Um, so what are some things that you do to um, help with mental health? With mental health or like relieving stress? Relieving stress to help manage your mental health. Yeah. Yeah. So um ultimately I am somebody who loves games. Mm-hmm. And I also love to be creative. And so that's where I tend to go. So if I'm starting to feel overly stressed, I do kind of seclude myself um, because I recognize I have a bad attitude when I am extremely stressed. I will snap at people. And so um, I kind of try to remove myself just for a short period of time. And then during that time, I do something that, like I was mentioning before, is a little bit more mind numbing. Um, that doesn't take a whole lot of like brain capacity and or like thought. And so I will uh, either do something extremely relaxing where I'm literally doing nothing but like watching a show or playing a very like easy game uh, like Animal Crossing. Yeah, it's just you, you're just doing whatever. Um, or if I still want to be productive, then I'll do something like where I fold laundry inside of the bedroom. So that way I'm secluded and I'm doing something that really doesn't take any mental capacity and I'm still getting stuff done. So those two things is or are my go tos. Um, and they like the one thing that really I think makes it work is the seclusion Mm -hmm. is not having any and it's not like because I can't stand to be around other people by any means it's more of like I need to reduce the amount of stressors as much as possible and having an eight-year-old son it need it just can't he's it's a lot like children are just a lot in yeah and it's not like he's a difficult child or anything like that, he's or an he's. Asshole. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, nothing he's like not. that. It's he's totally good. And he's not like in like he's, he's not intense, old. right? So he's just young. Yeah, like and he's taking like he's getting to that point where he's like he can do things on his own. So I take advantage of that and I go do things on my own as well. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Um, I love it. I loved it when my kids got to that age. Because yeah. it's like, finally, yeah, I don't have to be like forever around you, like, right? You don't have to be there every second, like, right. yeah. Anyway, so um, what about you? So yeah, I would say now I was gonna say it's interesting. I didn't hear reading on your list, um, because I know it used to be a way, yeah, for you to escape, but maybe you're out of that practice right now. I am. So reading is something that I absolutely love to do. I love reading. However, I have found it hard lately to pick up a book and read. And I can't figure out why other than it's too much of me, like, not doing something. Mm-hmm. And like, that's like the waste of your time. Yeah, and which is horrible because it's not like reading mm-hmm. is so beneficial and it's so good. Um, but I just I I'm in a slump. Yeah, I'm in a reading slump too, and I have been for actually a couple of years now. But 
Um, reading was one of those things that I would do to escape because you literally mm-hmm. would be in a different world, like a dip, completely different world, right? And mm-hmm. mentally, at least. Um, and so I don't do so much of that now. I'm trying to get back into it. I have a ton of books that I need to read that are just around the house. And so lately I've been doing some research on like the best books that I already own that are books you can't put down, like that people mm-hmm. have said they can't put down. And so I have a couple of them. I'm like, maybe this will help me get out of my reading slump. So I'm excited to read some of those. Um, but usually they're fantasy, you know, stuff that just completely is not like reality. Yeah. Um, because that's the best way for me to escape. I find that if I read like contemporary fiction, that it's so much like real life. If I say that with a grain of salt, you know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. day-to-day shit that they talk about right. is yes. so much like real life that it can trigger like I need to go do the laundry because they're talking about laundry mm-hmm. in the fucking book versus in a fantasy book. I don't know if I've ever ta- heard anybody describe like washing their garments or armor right. or whatever. It just doesn't happen. I'm sure or it's going if on. It does. If it does, it's like in a river. Like Right, exactly. <laughs> I spent half the day with my bucket and my washboard, you know, whatever. Um, so contemporary fiction, I have a hard time escaping reality because it triggers like I should go do the laundry. I should go yeah. do the dishes, whatever the case may be. Um but I like to sing. We recently got a rock band set up for our Xbox. And we've been playing that as a family, which allows me to sing. And it allows me to get the satisfaction of seeing that I can stay on pitch um, because it sees that. And so I've been able to relieve quite a bit of stress with that. I love board games, um, as I know Mm -hmm. you do as well. Yep. Those have a double-edged sword for me. Yep. They sure do. They are very fun. I love it if I'm playing with the right people and the right kind of game. Some people I don't want to play certain games with because mm-hmm. they're going to make it absolutely miserable or they don't enjoy those kind of games. Um, the other thing, too, with board games is that um, my son doesn't love them, but we force him to play them on occasion because we're forcing family time. Mm-hmm. And then it it be, honestly, it just becomes a fucking nightmare because he really doesn't want to be there. So he makes it miserable for everybody. Right, so it's exactly it's one of those things where you got to play with the right people with the right game. Yeah, now video games I love and things like Animal Crossing, like you were talking about, um, or I have a thing for task based games, yeah, where (laughs) you're just trying to do stuff in a certain amount of time because I think it gives me that like instant dopamine gratification. Look what I succeeded at. Within mm-hmm. five minutes. If that doesn't lay me, label me as a millennial, I don't know what else does. <laughs> well, so I have to say, I find this interesting because I saw a video and I don't know much about the topic, so I won't go into detail. But mm-hmm. I did find it interesting how you were talking about the certain books that you like to read. And you're very, like, honest about how you felt about them and like the reasons why you chose certain books and this video was mentioning how people who um 
used to or still are, I suppose, into reading like fantasy books as a reason to escape, like it's escapism. Yeah. They are now the same people who tend to really like TikTok and Mm -hmm. platforms like it because it is now a electronic form of escapism. You are no longer like interested in your own life. You are now like looking through the eyes and like viewing the crazy lives of other people. Right. It's almost like a a voyeuristic. You know what I mean? Like I like to just watch. Yes, exactly. Like you don't want to experience it yourself, obviously. Like sometimes people are having a really rough time in life, but at the same time, it's just like you, because you don't have to experience it, but you still want to see it. Like you still want like something intrigued by it. Yes. And it's different Mm -hmm. than your life. Right. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so you, yeah. So I found I I was, but at the same time, it's like, it's one of the, just like the stress, a healthy balance, right? Like, obviously, if you're watching TikTok for too long or too much, that's not good. But a little bit of escapism, by all means, I'm all for it. (laughs) Right. Well, and it's interesting. I mean, it just intrigues me because it makes me want to dive deeper into what people are watching on TikTok. Because honestly, my TikTok, I think people would find pretty boring and mundane unless you are very like what I send to you is very specific in nature and so my TikTok is like cleaning books witchy shit weed and small business Mm -hmm. so all of those are like hobbies I don't know it's just weird and that's mine too I have I have a whole bunch of like people in their small business and just crafting and hobbies and stuff like that. And most of the stuff I've actually acted on. So I don't know. That's an interesting concept for me. But those kind of articles are exactly why I haven't watched the Social Dilemma. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Documentary. I haven't either. I don't want to know that much about myself yet. Right. I think we should watch it for the mental health aspect of what we're trying to talk about on Pursuing Your Patronus. But I'm a little too scared. All right, people, you got to let us know. Should Should we watch it? it? (laughs) Uh, Thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Pursuing Your Patronus and that it made you think a little bit about mental health and pursuing your own happiness and finding your ultimate Patronus. Make sure to stick with us here and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all those social media sites. And if you're enjoying your Pursuing Your Patronus podcast with us, you may also want to think about checking out our Loot the Booty series and also where we nerd out on YouTube. Expecto Patronum! Nice.